Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Welcome to another edition of Illinois Family Spotlight. Uh, I am Dave Smith. Monty Larrick is not available this morning to join us with this interview, uh, but I am very blessed to have Pastor Steve Castle uh, joining me through the internet. Uh, pastor Steve is uh, the, the head pastor of the Beloved Church in Lena, Illinois. If you don't know where that is, it's Stevenson County in the northwest corner of the state. It's about 20 minutes away from Freeport, northwest of Freeport, and about 50 minutes away from Galena, Illinois. So you probably know those two places. And uh, Lena, I've been to Lena. It's a beautiful town. Um, but, but before we get into the meat of the, of the message here today or the podcast today, um, your fight for religious freedom, I want to ask you uh, to tell us a bit about you, your family, and your ministry in Lena. Yes, sir. So I, uh, I had a radical, radical encounter with the goodness, the love, and the grace of God in 1995, um, where, where God literally came into my car and, uh, changed my life forever. Uh, (laughs) my, uh, my then live in girlfriend and I, uh, decided to make our entire life, uh, revolve around the kingdom of God. And so we eloped, uh, about two weeks later. uh, So you got married. Yep. Yep. We eloped. Um, and then two years later I went to Bible college in, in South Fort Worth, um, we, we spent, okay. yep, South Fort Worth, Texas. We spent about 15 years in South Fort Worth um, doing ministry. I also ended up uh, having having a quite a large uh, uh, business where I was a division vice president for a large billion dollar uh, restaurant corporation. Um, no kidding. Yes, Good sir. Ran, ran a ton of restaurants, had a great time, and then uh, eventually came back and started the calling on my life, which was to minister to the people of God and to this community here, which is home. I went to high school in Forreston, Illinois, which is where I had my encounter with God. And so we came back, planted the church here in Pearl City, and that was about eight years ago. And we've been off and running. Uh, I've been married for 25 years. Uh, I have a 20-year-old daughter and an 18-year-old son. Very good. What a, what a blessing. That's that's great. And as far as your church goes, um, have, you, have you been there for how many years did you say now? We planted about eight and a half years ago. Yes, sir. Eight and a half years ago. And how big is it? Small, medium, large? What would you classify it? Our our total, like if everybody that called themselves a part of the beloved were all in the same room at the same time, we'd be about a hundred, hundred and a half. Wonderful. I, you know, personally, I love that size church because you get to know each other. You uh, have genuine fellowship and uh, accountability, um, which is very important in the body of Christ. I have you on because uh, of this COVID-19 situation. You know, since early March, we have been on lockdown in the state of Illinois. Uh, My church has been doing uh, online. Many churches have been doing online services because we can no longer go to our church. Um, But things have kind of changed over the last six, seven, eight weeks here. We've learned more about this virus and its effects. 
and it's um, it didn't live up to its projections, did it? <laughs> not, not even a little bit. <laughs> you know, initially, they were calling for, what, 2.2 million people to die from this? And that was with already social distancing, right? And the uh, the amazing part was is a lot of people that made those projections have uh, done projections in the past with different epidemics and diseases, and they have been wrong, consistently wrong, nearly 100% of the time in all of their projections and models, but yet well, we fell you know, right into that mode. Well, you know, that's that's a podcast for another story. I tell you, it seems like almost all the projections, in my experience of government officials, have fallen short or been dead wrong. So uh, that's another story for another day. But, um, you know, Governor Pritzker's authority, uh, J.B. Pritzker's authority was for 30 days emergency authority to, and then he locked down the state. But since then he has extended it twice for 30 days. All right. So we're in the second extension of 30 days. And um, we've already had seen lawsuits from State Representative Darren Bailey, State Representative John Cabello saying, hey, Governor, you don't have the authority to do this. You also decided to reach out to the Thomas More Society, a wonderful religious liberty pro-life uh, law firm downtown Chicago, and ask them to represent you. Tell us why. We So right when this first went down, um, I knew uh, I'd actually been following this thing since since January and February, and you can go to my Facebook page and you can see I, I did a lot of research. There's a lot of, uh, of blogging that I did on this subject, and I knew right off the bat that this was going to uh, kind of end up in the way that we are, where all of our personal liberties, the Constitution, was going to be trampled. Um, and I started warning people right away that they needed to protect themselves. And so we continued to have church under the auspices that the that the Bill of Rights was actually uh, secured. Um, our local officials uh, under the auspices of Governor Pritzker basically told us, no, you're not. You do not have uh, liberty the way that you think that the Constitution says. So and you're so, talking about local magistrates like the sheriff or the county um, health department? We got our cease and desist. It came officially through the Stevenson County Health Department. Okay. Um, but they were obviously under directive by the governor's executive order, which uh, I want to say this real quick. These are not laws. These right. are executive orders. And so right. people that uh, are very kind of, um, they don't know exactly where to take our stance is the fact that we are we are following the law. I get a lot of people who are always like, what, what about Romans 13? Aren't you supposed to follow the laws? And so there's a, there's a ton of things that I could say about that. Um, but firstly, these are not laws. These are executive orders that are specifically not legislated the way they are supposed to be done. Even his well, first initial 30 days yeah. was not legal. It was not legal in its, in, in its origin or in its application. So one of the things that really concerned me about what Governor Pritzker is doing is, and, and I think we all agree here, most conservative Christians agree that it's an abuse of his authority of office. But this is setting a dangerous precedent, and if we don't speak up, if we don't use the system that God has given us, the system of checks and balances, this could be abused again in the future for other, quote-unquote, safety reasons, right, Pastor? You said one of the biggest mouthfuls that I think most people are not honestly considering is that if they are, if it's this easy and to, to strip away and to destroy yeah. liberty— in our nation, in our in our state, 
If it's this easy under these contexts, under lies, under bad models, under bad predictions, what will the future hold if somebody doesn't fight? Which is why I'm so invigorated and so passionate about this fight because I'm a patriot. I'm a Christian first. I'm yes. a patriot second. I believe in the kingdom and I believe in our nation. And because of both of those uh, very, very deep belief systems that are in me, I had no choice but to fight for 13.1 million Americans. And potentially, if this goes the way that it's going right now, this could go to the Supreme Court and I could be fighting for 330 million Americans. Amen. And I am so grateful uh, that you're willing to fight. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, pastor in Nazi Germany, said, you know, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Uh, not to act is to act, right? And um, so I am so grateful that you chose not to remain silent and that you are instead fighting. And the Thomas More Society and our friend Peter Breen is your attorney. Peter is running for state representative in the Lombard area. He was a former state lawmaker, but he is an amazing attorney. Uh, and uh, we should be praying for you. Um, one of the things that came out of this lawsuit already, however, is the governor has kind of given us <laughs> a little bit, right? He's saying, okay, now churches can be open, but only a limit of 10. Uh, Pastor Steve, why is that a problem? Even if it was 50 people, why is that a problem? Okay, so there's there's two main points that I'd, I could talk about it for days, but there's two main points I want to make about that specific statement. Firstly, you said that yeah. the governor allowed and that's exactly yeah, right. that's exactly the core problem of all of this. The governor doesn't have the right to allow or disallow us to follow our personal liberties and our constitutionally guaranteed rights. That yeah, is not his that. position. Nope. And that but that's the language that he's been using as well. That's which right. should which should be fingernails on a chalkboard for every single American in our country that a governor thinks that he has the right to allow or disallow personal liberties or constitutionally guaranteed rights. Yeah, because so those, are, the first... those are God-given liberties. They right. aren't granted to us by kings or uh, would-be tyrants. Right, or nor can they be taken away according to the, pres the, the precedent set by our constitutional founding fathers. That's and right. so Amen. the second part is, so let's go to the 10. So yeah. let me just do the math here real quick. So I'm the preacher fella. So I stand up there at the pulpit and I, I, I preach my heart out on the goodness of God, the grace of God, the love of God. And it takes about five or six people on my worship team to, for us to, to do worship and praise. It takes two people to run the sound. It takes a person to run the video. And I yep. got to have somebody at the front door because we've had bomb threats and shooting threats and, and all kinds yeah. of other things. That's and so right. if you're doing the math with me, my wife of 25 years, who is the greatest, the, the greatest proponent of my entire life, is not allowed by Governor Pritzker. She is not allowed to come to church to hear her husband preach. It's she would onerous. be number 11. It, it is absolutely onerous. You know, Pastor, I have eight kids. So my wife and I, if we bring our entire family to church. You're done. You're done. The, the preacher can't show up. Yep. Yep. You're done. You're done. And the fact that Governor Pritzker thinks that that was some kind of a concession, it, yeah. it just shows his his absolute internal. Um, he just he just hates the church as much as as every other liberal out there. They just hate the church. They yeah. hate God. They hate the church, and their policies reflect that.
you know, before we take a break, I want to just ask you about this because it really um, it irritates me to no end that we have a nanny state. And I mean that it's a nanny state that thinks they need to spoon feed us and show us and hold our hands on how to take care of ourselves. Um, it's it's offensive to think that church leaders aren't going to practice good social distancing, health what you know pr- protocols to make sure that their own congregations are not in danger. What do you think about that? You know, one of the things that gets me about that entire argument that people and we've had we've had a lot of people that are that are very very antagonistic towards our towards our stance. Um, one of the things that they bring up all the time is, "Don't you care about your people? Don't you don't you care about you know like." It's so it, it it hits me directly like a dagger in the heart because I gave up a a six figure income a large yeah. job I had seven houses and cars and motorcycles and boats and all that when wow. I was when I was a, a very successful businessman in 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 Dallas Fort Worth I gave up all of that for the call of God on my life I Amen. laid my entire life on the altar to come back here. We didn't get a salary for six years, bro. Six yeah. years. We we did this for free. I had to believe God for groceries. Yes. And, and for someone to insinuate that I don't care about people, that I don't care about the safety of the flock, that I would yeah. literally give my life for at any moment, any person in my congregation, I would give my life for them at any moment to protect them, to keep them safe. And for someone to just assume that my heart is so dark that I don't care about their safety. I don't care about their health or their well-being. It's it's just egregious. It's egregious. And nobody's ever actually asked me like, you know, what do you why are you doing this or or how are you doing this? They're just assuming that I want people hurt or killed or sick. And it's a terrible thing to do. It's a terrible right. thing. Well, it's either in Psalms or Proverbs that say that the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. And you look at what's happening in our ICUs and in our nursing homes where our dying senior citizens can't even be visited by family members. I mean, their policies are cruel. Anyway, uh, I digress. We're going to take a break and we'll come right back and talk to Pastor Steve Castle a little bit more about this lawsuit and how we should respond as Christians. We'll be right back. Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Do you believe that you need an insurance company or do you believe that God will provide your needs? And there are people that you've never met before who are gonna pray for you and meet your needs. There's another way. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org.
Well, welcome back to Illinois Family Spotlight. We're going to continue our conversation with Pastor Steve Castle uh, about this COVID-19 situation, the lockdown that we've been experiencing for months now here in Illinois, and his lawsuit, the church, uh, the beloved church in Lena, Illinois, has a lawsuit challenging the governor's authority to lock us down, and we should be praying for that. But let me ask you, Pastor Steve, you are a pastor, your church is engaging in this way, and, and I am tremendously grateful for that. But how about the lay people? Should people of faith remain silent in this situation and kind of wait and see what goes on? Or should we be speaking out in demanding our civil rights? That's that's one of the things that's been so disheartening for me over the course of this entire fight is that as it relates to the church generally, as it relates to the patriots generally, and as it relates to people that call themselves Christians generally, there's been crickets. It's just yeah. been crickets. We've kind of we've kind of been out here, tip of the spear, trying to fight for our rights to believe the way that we've uh, been given freedom to believe. According to Galatians five one, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. You know, yes. James James one twenty five says that he that looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty. Yeah. You know, the, the, these are really foundational truths for anybody that calls upon the name of the Lord and for people to be okay with this, for Christians to be okay with this. It's very, very disheartening, which is one of the reasons that I reached out to you to be a part of what you're doing here with IFI is because I would love, love, love to support, to have support among the conservatives, among the Christians, among people who actually believe. In, in, in the founding fathers actually believe in what Jesus Christ came to do and to get to set us free. And we covet the prayers and we covet the support of any single person that is willing to finally fight to get off the couch, to actually do something to preserve the liberties that were purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ and the blood of all the soldiers, the millions of soldiers yes. that have fallen before. That's right. That's absolutely right. So two things on that. Number one, um, you know, I, I would suggest that our listeners make sure they call the governor's office or email him through the web form to let him know, hey, you're not happy. You know, he's got to know there are people in Illinois who are not happy with this lockdown. I would also call or email your state representative and state senator and say, hey, what are you doing to check the abuse of power by the executive branch? What are you doing? Then the second thing I want to say, Pastor Steve, you said you would love people to support. How can we support what you're doing um, in this lawsuit? Please, please reach out to me. You can call me. You can email me. There, there are literally a ton of different ways that the average person out there can help us, that can support us. There's, okay. And, I, and I, I have a I have a bunch of information. So people that are really being invigorated right now that really believe in liberty, that really believe in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, that really believe that the cross is important, you can help. You can reach out to me and you can join this fight and you can support us in a bunch of different ways. I literally believe that every one of your listeners, there is something that every one of them can do to help us win this fight. All right. So let's give a phone number and email address that you're comfortable giving out. Yep. So I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to give you my personal cell phone number. And so I'm, I'm going to I'm going to believe that your audience is going to be a very honorable group of people. So my personal <laughs> cell phone is area code 815-908-0321. 
And my email address is pastorsteve at belovedchurchillinois.com. And Illinois is all spelled out, belovedchurchillinois.com. That's also our website. And there's a contact form. You can go to our website and contact me through that form as well. All right. So it's 815-908-0321. And Pastor Steve at Beloved Church, Illinois, spelled out, dot com. Okay. So uh, we'll put that in the show notes to make sure that um, you can get to that easily. Um, so another question. So obviously we also need to support you in prayer, but how can we be praying about the situation in general? And, you know, you know, <laughs> We should be praying. Now, I don't know if Governor Pritzker is really our enemy, but he is our opponent for sure right now. Absolutely. And and we need to be praying for him. Um, he doesn't know Jesus is Lord and Savior. He doesn't have a biblical worldview. He is operating in a humanistic worldview. Um, and, and for many people on the left side of the political spectrum, they believe government is the Savior. That's right. So how can we be praying about all this? Yeah, so the uh, the first thing that I need to be very, very clear about is that I have, I have no animosity, I have no anger, I have no hatred in my heart for anybody in Amen. this lawsuit. Amen. We, we do not, and I need to make this super clear, we do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. This is not about Steve versus J.B. Pritzker. This is about the kingdom of God that's on the inside of me, according to Luke chapter 17, versus the kingdom of darkness that is trying to destroy, kill, and steal from the people of this world. That's and right. so it is not about you know trying to pray Governor Pritzker into a mess or anything like that. There are spiritual forces that we need to be fighting against. And right now, it's taken on a physical form through a lawsuit. But that's not the core context of what I'm fighting. I know I'm fighting against darkness. I know I'm fighting against tyranny. I know I'm fighting against the destruction of people's lives. I mean, yep. if you think about it right now, the statistics are literally overwhelming. They will bring you to tears knowing what's going on in people's lives right now. Most people don't know this, but like the suicide hotlines, yes. their calls are up 8,000%. Yep. 8,000%. I can't even wrap my brain around that. That means that there is an 8,000% increase in people who have gotten to the place where they are willing to literally kill themselves because our government has put us all in prison. And that there was is another a source. Thing. There was another source that said uh, that uh, 72% of lockdown Americans say that they'll reach the breaking point by mid June. And then um, Chicago Sun-Times reported that domestic violence calls are up 18% just in the first few weeks. I'm sure they're going up even higher. And then we know that, you know, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, all those things are going on as of right now because people don't feel like they have hope. And um, there is a whole mental health aspect to this, isn't there, that, um, that many in the media, many in our po many politicians are simply ignoring. Right. And that's why we have to, you know, the, that's why the church, the gathering together of the saints, the things that take place in that room that just honestly don't take place in any other room has to be protected. The essentiality, the, ne the necessity of yes. us gathering together and releasing gifts into each other and comforting one another 
That's, that's why right. that is so important. I mean, here let me let me prick your your audience's heart for just a second. Right now, because of what's going on right now, there are two hundred and ten thousand children, two hundred and ten thousand children that are being raped, molested, and abused because people are locked in their homes. If that doesn't prick the hearts of the folks that are listening to, I don't know what will. Two hundred and ten thousand children, innocent children that are yeah. being abused because of this. Wow. Uh, that's so that's sobering. They're sobering. And and then we've got people who are uh, dealing with fear and anxiety. We talked about the mental illness. Is this an opportunity for the church, for Christians to share the love of Jesus with with their neighbors and their community members? I have a, a Romanian Christian friend who um, is a chaplain. He, he's a he ministers in the prisons. And he made a homemade sign and he put, he lives in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago, put it in the, in the front of his yard and said, need prayer. Here's my cell number. And this is, this is a great opportunity for the church to really be who she's supposed to be. The bride of Christ could right now rise up and we could activate the ability for supernatural hope, for healing, for restoration, for redemption. And if we really honestly fight for these types of liberties, we are going to be the we are going to have an opportunity that we may have never had in our entire lifetime to truly, truly be the precipice of love and goodness and grace in our world. And which is why I'm imploring your audience so much to be involved with this. Yeah, you know, I've been praying and I encourage our listeners to pray in this way too that instead of turning to these worldly solutions like alcohol and drugs and, and pornography and all these other things, uh, that they need to turn to Jesus. And this, this um, you know, God is doing something. He's shaking up the entire world. And, and I'd love for you to get your perspective on this, Pastor. But instead of them running to these other solutions to fill the void, I'm praying that Thousands, if not millions of people are running to the arms of Jesus and clinging to him instead. What's God trying to tell us or trying to do here, Pastor? Here's the thing, like, and that's, uh, that's really important. I believe in the finished work of the cross. I believe that what God did at the cross should stand a, a, as the crossroads for all time, for all man, to show that God so greatly loves the world that he's Amen. willing to go to any expense to bring rescue and to bring healing and to bring and to bring all the good things that his kingdom has to offer. And so because of that, um, God's saying today the exact same thing that he said 10 years ago, 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago, and 6,000 years ago, which is, I love you, and Man. I've created a place for you. And I want to be your father. I want to take you into my arms. And I want to provide all the things that are necessary for you to have a life of liberty, to have a life of peace, to have a life of joy. That's what the father is saying. And so it's the church's responsibility to proclaim that message. It's not God's fault that we're in this mess. It's the church's and or the people's fault of this nation that we're in this mess. But God is able to take any mess. You know, Romans 8, 28, God is able to work all things together for good for those that are called according to his purpose and for those that love him. And I'm called according to his purpose and I love him, which is why I filed a lawsuit against our governor, because I am not going to idly stand by and allow darkness to overtake our nation. 
Well, that's, you know, and in, in you talk about history. God has worked in this way throughout all of history, and it's why people should really get into the Word of God to understand what He's doing and how He's doing it. And another reason is because His Word repeatedly tells us, for believers, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And you want to talk about comfort? That is immensely comforting to know. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And, and you know, and I can tell you that those things are, have been really, really powerful for me. You know, the, it says, uh, the scriptures say that God will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on you. You know, yeah. we have gotten, I have gotten terrible things. I've had people email me and say that they're going to bomb my church. They're going to shoot our, our people that they pray. They are literally declaring that every person in our congregation gets COVID, gets sick and dies. I've wow. had people even threaten to come to my house and do terrible things to me and my wife and my family. This is what we're fighting against. And throughout the course of this entire thing, my father has kept me in his arms. I lay my head on his chest, just like John at the Last Supper, and his perfect peace has enveloped me throughout this entire process. Amen. And I stand here right now filled with the peace of God, filled with the joy of God, filled with the hope of God. I know we're going to win this, and it's going to be glorious for the entire nation. So people listening to you are probably kind of, you know, if they're not if they're not steeped in the word of God, they may be saying, well, that sounds a little bit contradictory, right? You know, you're talking about peace with God, but then you're talking about all these violent and uh, threats and and um, all these things. And, uh, you know, Jesus told us that, in, you know, add to this, will you, Pastor? But Jesus told us uh, in this world, you will not have peace. But my peace I offer you. And, you know, that peace, and he's called the Prince of Peace for a reason, is peace between us and God. Us and God. That's the peace he's talking about. This world is going to, we're going to have trouble. We're going to have turmoil. But if you have peace with God, that's all very doable, isn't it? You know, and this is this has actually been really uh, telling about where the church is. Most of the church really honestly do not believe the promises of God. They know yeah. them. They put them on their wall. They hang them on cool little artistic things that, you know, they're <laughs> poems and they're wonderful, but they don't actually believe them. You know, yeah. if God is for you, who can be against you? That includes Amen. COVID. You know, yeah. Psalms 91 was not a poem. Psalms 91 is a promise from the creator of the universe. You know, the stripes of Jesus's back. That wasn't just something that to, to make the story sound a little bit more gruesome. Those stripes were for the healing of people. Wow. And if you actually yeah. believe these things, these are easily yeah. activated in a believer's life. But if yeah. you don't believe them, then obviously you're going to stay in fear. You're going to wonder what's going to happen. And by default, you're going to bow your knee to Nebuchadnezzar. His name is J.B. Pritzker. Or you're going to bow <laughs> your knee to the Nebuchadnezzar of Washington, D.C. And you're That's going to right. do that by default. If you don't stand up and you don't actually apply the promises of God that were spoken by the same God that released a word and lit the entire universe, that yep. same God has promised you that by his stripes you are healed, that no plague will come nigh your dwelling. And we've, you know, this is something that I've preached from day one at our church, that we have got to actually believe that these things are true. These aren't just, these aren't just poetic words. These are actual promises from the creator of the universe. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And be, and be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That same God who hung the stars holds every single molecule of our bodies together. Amen. 
Hebrew. you know, yep. by Hebrews the power chapter of his one. word. Yep, Hebrews chapter one. Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. Oh, wow. Well, listen, we're out of time, but uh, Pastor Steve, it was a great joy to speak to you today. And uh, we're going to pray for you. If people want more information and know how to support Pastor Steve and the beloved church, I'm going to give you his number again. It's 815-908-0321. That's his cell phone. Only serious inquiries, please. Please. And then, <laughs> and then his email is Pastor Steve at BelovedChurchIllinois.com. That's Pastor Steve at BelovedChurchIllinois.com. Well, um, may God prosper whatever all the things that you're doing here for his kingdom. And uh, may we soon be out from under uh, this, um, this joke. Yeah, this tyranny. <laughs> Thank you, Steve, for joining. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.